0: like marriage and divorce, kids in college, Death of a loved one, career changes, and of course retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and/or markets on this. show, Show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning
1: in. All right, we are back. Uh, you are listening to McNamara on money. Uh, this is Kirk Reed in Marshfield and Mike McNamara is down in sunny Southwest Florida. Uh, we are talking about, um, you know, coming into money. Uh, and if you, if you were listening or weren't listening, we just went through some very interesting stories of people that, uh, you know, won money, uh, you know, in, in the lottery and lots of, you know, depressing things that ha- that happened as a result. Um, so now we'd kind of like to talk about, well, what, what should you do? Um, I don't I guess I guess the easiest thing would be don't play the lottery, right, Mike? Uh you know <laughs> Well, or
2: don't gamble with the yeah. lottery winning. Several of those people had gambling problems. Well, holy cow, how do you do that?
1: You I know? wonder yeah, it's like did they have them before that? Well, maybe yeah. they did. I mean I don't yeah. know. I mean yeah. The, yeah. I know a lot of people play the lottery because it's just kind of a fun thing to do, but uh you know, obviously you can't make it a you can't make it a uh you know, a big, a big part of your, uh, your spending or else that, that's a good way to get into trouble.
2: Yep. Uh, so I thought, uh, you know, I thought those stories would kind of drive home the point. And, uh, the point is mo- most folks, uh, well, let me say many folks are not good at handling their financial affairs. And, uh, if, if a person in that category goes into a large chunk of of money, well, you can make, make very large financial mistakes if you don't know what's going on. But anyway, I uh, want to spend just a few minutes talking about the ways that people can come into money. And the lottery like the most exciting. And you know, obviously, the you know, the, the numbers are huge and all that good stuff. But, but let's face it, okay, there are other ways for folks to come into a, a large chunk of money. And by the way, lo- a large... Chunk is a relative term for everybody. You know, what my idea of large and somebody else's idea of large uh, may, may, be, may be quite different. But anyway, uh, you know, an inheritance is usually the way that folks come into money, you know, the death of mom or dad or a grandfather or grandmother, loved one, whatever, okay? Uh, and and that, that, that's so inheritance is one of those categories. And a little later on, if we have time, We'll get into some of the, the particular issues around some of the ways you inherit money. So you, you can inherit money through an IRA. You know, you can be named a beneficiary of someone's IRA. That's one way that you can all of a sudden become wealthy. And, and, and each of these has their own set of little minefields about what you have to do to make sure you do it correctly. Uh, but anyway, also annuities... There may be some folks out there who are beneficiaries of annuities, and when a loved one passes on, all of a sudden they have this uh, chunk of money, okay, uh, inside of an annuity. Okay, property is also something that people would inherit. Uh, you know, homes are obviously the most common, but you know, could be cars or rental properties or whatever. Uh, and then. Financial assets in general, you know, uh, folks could inherit a brokerage account with you know some stocks that their parents have had for or grandparents for a long time. Uh, folks could uh, in, inherit, um, you know, that they could become all of a sudden the the uh, trustee of a trust and the benef- the beneficiary of a trust. So lo- lots of different ways to step into money from an inheritance. And by the way, there is there are some like financial considerations, some tax considerations and maybe some legal considerations. Involved in those different things, and, and folks, you need a team of professionals to kind of help you walk through that. I, I think most people need a team of professionals anyway, but 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 it just that's just the way it needs to be because the world is very confusing. There are also insurance settlements. People die, and you're the beneficiary of a life insurance policy, and you make them into a chunk of money from an insurance policy. Okay, there are legal settlements, um, most commonly divorce, but lawsuits against company for malfeasance or whatever they did and you get money from a legal settlement stock options okay are another way that people can come into large chunks of money uh either all at once or over time and we we certainly know a few folks who hit that uh, that uh, category and then lottery winning so folks when we're talking about a large chunk of money there are a lot of different ways that that can materialize in your life. And most of them are pretty complicated anyway. Uh, anything on that Kirk from move along, or?
1: Well, I just, you know, a couple other things I thought of are like, you know, maybe like personal property, you know, yeah. you know, vehicles or, yeah. uh, artwork. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. M- maybe even like a business. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, oh yeah. I yeah. gotta, yes. I gotta write
2: that down. Good thought. Yeah yeah, yeah,
1: some, yeah. yeah. Somebody might be listed as the, you know, the successor or the successor owner of a business. And that could be, that could be pretty complicated. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's yeah. I don't know if that was on your to do list, but no, just it some, other, been. some other things yeah. that happened. Yeah, yeah.
2: Thank you. Yeah, no, I forgot that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna next time I w- go over this, I'll add that. Okay. okay. Appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. So anyway, so wanted to spend probably the rest of this half hour segment talk about like the problems that people face. We've illustrated them. I just kind of wanted to spend some time talking about how that all works, and then I, I think I'd like to try. To, to take the last hour and go over the do's and don'ts and maybe get into some of the specific issues that come with, well, what do I do if I inherit an IRA or an annuity or property or something like that? So that's kind of the, the rough outline. But folks, we'd, we'd be happily interrupted anytime with a telephone call. Our uh, telephone number is 781-837-4900. And uh, again, we're talking about coming into money. So if you have a a good story for us—that would be nice to hear. Or if you have kind of a sad story, or if you're about to come into some money and you're not sure how to approach it, or you know, if you if you have a question or a comment on the subject, we'd love to hear from you. It's seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. And again, uh, we're pretty easy to
1: get along with. And give us a call if you have some thoughts on that. It's uh, Kirk. You about to say something? I think well, uh, I was just going to ask you if you know, in your you know, in your experience, have you have you ever? Actually, had a client that that won the lottery and yeah, has uh, he worked actually, with? You
2: know? Actually, I think three of them. They, they weren't huge chunks of money from my point of view, but they're significant. And and uh, e- even uh, w- one of them ended up okay from my point of view. Two of them didn't pay much attention and just continued to do stupid things. And and I can clearly remember them whenever they got their yearly check. All it did was pay down the debt or some of the debt that they on the charge cards or other things that they bought, so mm. it didn't end you know it didn't end well for two of the three from my point of view when actually we, we parted company because i couldn 't help them even though I tried sort of a thing so would,
1: uh, so yeah would you i mean would would you agree that you know if if you did win the lottery, would you agree that the that the the safer or the the more you know the recommend option would be that be the annuity versus the lump sum. Is that a uh, safe statement, or or, or not yeah. necessarily? For for
2: most people who don't get help,
1: yes, I would I, say that. It's it's one way to kind of limit yeah. your you, you limit yeah. the damage, so to speak. Uh,
2: yeah, you, you can if you get a twenty year payment. There's a pretty good chance you won't be broke for twenty years, but. It's entirely possible that that's not the case. but yeah, I, I think it's a safer uh, I, I think uh, taking a lump sum and controlling it with a big team of financial professionals we get into that and I obviously have my biases. I, I, I think the academics would say, if you do, if you choose widely, a uh, lump sum is probably a better deal. But but that that would be yeah. I, who who knows how many people that would be appropriate for versus others. So for most people, I would take the spread it out kind of a thing because because <laughs> you're probably going to make some mistakes and maybe it'll last longer.
1: yeah, it gives say. you more time to kind of think about it yeah, versus because yeah. yeah, if you have that yeah. giant amount just you know drop into your lap, it's yep. That's I yep. think that's when people get carried away and and get get into trouble.
2: I I, I would agree with that. Uh, Okay, so what are the problems? Okay, so problem number one is, I'm sorry, most, I'm sorry, many, I don't want to get to arguments about percent, many folks, okay, are not good at managing money in this country, Period, you know, financial illiteracy uh, generally runs rampant in this country, uh, and, and it's it's pretty simple. Uh, if folks, uh, you know, are, are not financially acute in their knowledge, okay, in their own lives. Well, getting a large chunk of money allows you to make some even bigger mistakes dollar wise, and we can certainly see that with some of the lottery winnings that we quoted a little earlier so so yeah, you can you can make a really big mistake if you have happen to have a lot of money and and that's uh, you, you know, that, that's, uh, you know I, I think the number one problem is people have to understand. That they probably can't do this on their own, and they need a team of financial professionals to, to you know, kind of take care of that sort of a thing. Okay, that by the way, that team, you know, would involve a certified financial planner, would involve uh, a certified public accountant, an estate planning attorney, uh, a financial advisor. If your certified financial planner doesn't do that, uh, and probably an insurance. Person uh, to at the very least talk to you about long-term care insurance, things like that. And 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 by the way, for some folks, maybe a counselor, a psychologist, or a psychol- psychological counselor, because uh, it can be very stressful and it can be very guilt-oriented. Uh, and a number of folks have just taken their lives uh, as a result of that. So, you know, th- 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 there's a team that you have to enlist. And let's face it, a lot of folks may have friends and family say, you can do this yourself, and, geez, it's going to cost me a lot of money if I hire all these people. I, I got plenty of money, I can make this work. And, you know, that's the, the biggest problem is most people can't handle it, and
1: you need to know about that, okay, before you make any headway. I think, you know, you said something earlier about how you think, you know, people in general should have, the, you know, that team of, of advisors, you know, in any event. And I think, you know, for some of these, or a lot maybe of these lottery winners, they don't have the team in place ahead of time. And then I think when they go to, they go to try to find them, they don't necessarily have that. There's, there's that, there's no relationship and there's no trust. And I think, I think that's part of the people, you know, people struggle with with that, you know, because if if they're coming from, you know, not having money, you know, maybe they don't have a financial advisor or, or an accountant or, or or a lawyer. And, um, you know so and they and maybe maybe they feel like everyone's kind of out to get them in, yeah. in their money and so they they maybe they can't you know establish that that trust and good point good point yeah so i think that's yeah. another another good reason to to have those relationships anyway you know ahead of time yeah. uh, and then hopefully you you trust their advice
2: yeah and and if you were unwise enough to Walk into the lottery headquarters and have your picture taken with a twenty million dollar check. You're right. going to be you're going to be harassed. You're going to be a target. By yeah. Financial advisors, insurance folks, and all kinds of uh, whatever. So, so if you've never had that team in place, it's even more confusing, you know. And it's like open season, you know, sort of a thing from uh, from their point of view. So okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, you know, the, the number one problem is there's a very high probability. You can't do it yourself, and you need to accept that. Okay, that's hard. Okay. Uh, All right. And the number two problem is that that a lot of folks can't handle it emotionally. How many stupid things did people do? Okay. You know, when I read all those things at the first half of the top of the hour there, how how many stupid, silly, inane things, okay, can people do with money? Okay. Uh, 200
1: 200 swords comes to mind.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And medieval weapons. I I, I always (laughs) wanted to do something like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, come on, folks. Okay. Uh, so, So... uh, it, it's, uh, it is emotion. You know, we say in our business, you, you can't get emotional about investments. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, emo, emotion uh, is your enemy. If you're an investor, it's also your enemy if you come into a slug of money because you're going to do stupid things, folks. I'm sorry, well, most people will, and you got to be careful about that. You know, there are some folks out there listening to us saying, now that wouldn't be me. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure, and you shouldn't be sure either, okay? Yeah. Uh, okay, um, making impulsive decisions, okay? When we get to the do's and don'ts a little while from now, um, you know, the, the number, the, the very first do Okay, as far as I'm concerned, is nothing for at least three or four months. You, you've yeah. got this money, okay? You have some time to make a decision if it's a lottery winner, okay? Whatever. But the first thing you absolutely do is absolutely nothing for a period of time, okay? So that you can settle down, take a breath, think about it, plan for it, and kind of assemble a team of the folks that you know you need some help with. Okay, and then after you've talked with all of them and got all kinds of opinions about this, that, and the other thing, well, then maybe you could start, you know, uh, implementing your financial plan for the rest of your life. But, but impulsive decisions, okay, are 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 something you need to stay away from. Now, I'm going to make a couple of quotes here, okay, uh, from a a firm called TGS uh, Financial Advisors in some place called Radnor, Pennsylvania. Ever heard of that? I have.
1: <laughs> in fact, didn't you live there for a while? Uh, that, that's where Villanova is, right? It, it is. I, I, I did not live there, but it's it's one of the neighboring towns. Yeah, it's right there, yeah. Yeah,
2: okay. I think Vanguard is headquartered there.
1: So anyway, uh, uh, is that right? No, I no. think, um, oh, I forget what, they might be in... I forget what they are, but they're well, not, I, don't think, I don't think they're in yeah. Radnor, yeah.
2: As I recall, n- nice town. But anyway, so TGS Securities, Radnor, Pennsylvania. They did a white paper a while back, and I want to give them all the credit. TGS Financial Advisors, I apologize. Uh, Vanguard's okay. in Valley Forge. Thank you. Sorry about that. Okay. Anyway, the name of the white paper is Sudden Wealth, Avoiding the Twelve, Deadly mistakes. And by the way, I'm going to quote three of them for, for our benefits, maybe four. But anyway, so the first mistake, or I can call it a problem sudden wealth is often overwhelming. The money typically arrives without the habits needed to protect it and manage it. Everyone you know, including those with absolutely no wealth of their own, is full of advice about what to buy, how to invest, how to act like a rich person, or which charity to support business and investment opportunities are offered loans or gifts are requested or demanded the entire experience can be terribly stressful confusing and difficult it can also be exhilarating sort of like a big party until the money begins to run out and regrets set in okay so impulsiveness Okay, bad problem, okay? Don't do anything, folks, until you settle down, have a plan, and think about it. Get yourself into a lot of trouble taking all your friends on Caribbean vacations for the next few years or whatever. Okay, Um, this next one, this problem, uh, it's called confusing wealth with status, okay? Okay, okay. So, my definition of wealth—this is uh, mine—is that you're in a position that you never have to worry about being poor again or poverty. Okay, I understand that's a relative term. Okay, Uh, that—that's my definition of being wealthy. Having status means I have a big, beautiful home and cars and things like that, and I look. Like I'm wealthy. Well, there are a lot of folks who have status who may have that very large home with a huge mortgage, mm. and who may have those very expensive cars with really big car loans, and who may have twelve dollars in their bank account and are getting by month to month, but they sure look good, sort of a thing. Okay. So so the the, the problem is that you don't want to confuse wealth with status. Okay, so here's some quotes from uh, the white paper by the TGS financial advisors. Confusing wealth with status. A best-selling author, Thomas Stanley, author of The Millionaire Next Door, has observed most self-made millionaires have modest lifestyles and spend little. By contrast, most new wealth recipients spend above their means, believing that the material trappings of conspicuous consumption demonstrate their wealth and success. And by the way, the the picture on the article that I read earlier, the Twenty One Learning ones, is a man and a wife standing outside their uh, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida mansion with a Jaguar behind them, looking rather smug and well to do. And I'm just thinking about this. That's a status kind of a thing.
1: That's, that's he, actually, I pulled up the article. That's a yeah. That's a Bentley.
2: I uh, see. i I'm, I apologize. <laughs> You're the car guy. I thought it was a Jaguar. So what's that? Two hundred grand or something like that? Uh, I a
1: mean, prime? a hundred over a hundred. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Depending on what it is, yeah.
2: Okay, so anyway, by contrast, most new wealth recipients spend above their means, believing that the material trappings of conspicuous consumption demonstrate their wealth and success. In a sense, many Americans are a victim of lifestyles of the rich and famous Dallas- And a thousand other powerful images from television and the movies, all equating wealth with material possessions, expenditures, and a lifestyle of conspicuous consumption. I love that phrase, conspicuous consumption. Mm. Anyway. To keep our new wealth, we need to to differentiate between wealth and status. Wealth is a lifelong condition of abundance characterized by a sustainable balance between expenditures and income produced by capital. A sustainable balance. I like that. Okay. Let me read that again. Okay. Uh, A sustainable balance between expenditure and the income produced by capital. Okay, there's a, lot, there's a lot going on in that sentence. We'll touch it a little later on. Status is often the transient display of material positions. The big house, the new car, European vacations, and designer clothes. The two values are always in tension. The choice of a higher status lifestyle can compromise the real financial security of stable and sustainable wealth. You know, that... Big new mansion you bought, on all those new cars—they have a whole lot of maintenance to go on with them. So, like anything else, people's expenses increase when they increase their the size of their lifestyle, right. sort of a thing. So, yeah. So, don't, folks. You know, you know, you, you need to be somewhat humble about that, uh, and uh, make sure it's sustainable is uh, is something that applies to your wealth going forward. Okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, buying a big beautiful home. Okay. So let's see. So problem. Or they they call it mistake number three, and I'll call it problem buying a big, beautiful home or uh, expensive house. Comment Nothing is associated more strongly with wealth and success than a large and lovely home, and nothing is more potentially dangerous to our long term financial security than buying too much house. Where have you heard that before? I've, TMH, too much house. Too much house. Okay.
1: I mean, yeah, that, pl- that applies to everybody. Yeah. That's
2: one of my favorite yeah. phrases. Okay, yeah. they, they stole that from me. Okay. Yeah. okay, what constitutes too much house will obviously vary significantly from one person to another. This common mistake is a variation of the prior mistake, confusing wealth with status. An expensive home not only consumes a great deal of capital for the initial purchase, it also drives a host of other higher costs, from upkeep to furniture to expensive cars to costly private schools. Heck, if you've got the house and the cars, you've got to send the kids to wherever. Uh, the old concept of keeping up with the Joneses is not a joke one of our clients this is tgs securities from, uh, from i'm sorry it's tgs financial advisors from radnor pennsylvania one of our clients is a very bright guy with significant stock option wealth works for a prominent tech company within a year after his options vested he bought a very expensive new house somewhat against our advice about six months after moving into his new home, he commented that everything had cost much more than he expected, and the overall effect on his finances was significantly more negative than he expected. His conclusion, never bet against the house. Okay, whatever. Okay, so anyway, uh, again, wealth versus status, buying a home, okay? Here's a, another problem. Let's see. We got, Geez, we're coming up in the break. Time is flying here, Kurt. I know. Okay. Okay, problem. You tell folks about it. We've mentioned this before. Folks, um, if you inherit money, it's my opinion, it's okay and and necessary to tell your spouse. Okay, I think it's questionable if you tell your kids and if anybody else knows, you're in trouble sort of a thing. So you you need to be very private about this. Uh, Certainly the lottery... I don't, I've never played the lottery, but if I ever did and I ever win, I'd have my lawyer hire another lawyer, go pick up the (laughs) check. Okay, so, okay, uh, and I would hide forever, okay, as most people should when it's a large chunk of money. So, folks, you know, keep it private. They will come out of the woodwork. You'll make yourself big trouble if you do that. Okay, Uh, let's see. Uh, There's some more problems I want to go over, but I guess I ran out of time here, Kirk. So I guess we should probably take a break and go from there. What do you think, Kirk? It's a good time if you're okay. Yeah, I'll have to get the rest of this after the break. I don't want to rush through it. Okay? All right, we'll take our break, Tim.